have these crazy cuts on my hand. They hurt. Why are you punching a bowl full of needles and paper shreddings? I wasn't, actually. I was punching ice. Why were you punching ice? That's, that's <laughs> as dumb as my made-up thing. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Spook Retorts. Uh, 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 uh. I got to make the creepy laugh last time. Now it's your turn. I know. Yeah, exactly. We're taking turns. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I'm one half of this operation. Sam. <laughs> Ooh, is Spooky Sam different than regular Sam? No. <laughs> <laughs> sad look he wants to be better he wants to be spookier but his heart just really isn't in it uh, he yeah. wants to be a dancer like poor billy spooky. elliott <laughs> poor spooky sam <laughs> he'll find himself anyway i'm sure you all enjoyed last week's episode with sam introducing <laughs> my worst nightmare hyperion hyperion <laughs> Hyperion to more Hyperion. <laughs> I think the nightmare is not so much the book itself, but the interminable <laughs> amount of time you're going to be spending with me telling you about that book. And having to recap things I don't remember. Oh, yes. Yes. But this week, we have something completely different because it's my week. Yeah. Dino, what do we do on this podcast? We switch every week. No, you, you never told people the premise. <laughs> oh, our premise is where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it. I am like a werewolf cub waiting to turn human <laughs> and gain experience. <laughs> it's spooky times, no experience. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay, Sam. So today I am going to do the movie Happy Death Day oh. from 2017. Oh, okay. I like it. I've heard of this movie, but no more than that. Right. You know the basic premise. However, I'm going to give you a one-line summary that will give you a further basic premise of this <laughs> film. This will either help or hurt. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. This says, a college student must relive the day of her murder over and over again, in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. Assumedly. I mean, how would they ever know how it's going to end? Right. I mean, this is the question I have with all these sort of supernatural things. Like, how do you know that's going to end when you find your killer's identity? Maybe it won't. It, it may well not. We'll find out. Also, is this going to be one of those things where, like, the killer is her? Ooh, that'd be good, but no. Oh, okay. I thought it was going <laughs> to be like maybe, a weird twist. I mean, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Happy Death Day. Oh, I'm so excited. I've heard so many good things about this movie, and I haven't watched it, and maybe I won't need to after this. We'll find out. Yeah. I really enjoy this movie. So while this movie is uh, you know, relatively weird, I'm mostly just sharing it because I like it. <laughs> hey, welcome to our premise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it opens with the Universal Studios Earth cycling towards us as it does in all Universal Studios movies. Are we just describing logos now, Danielle? Do you want to also go through all the credits and read all the names? No, because then it rewinds and it does it again and then it rewinds uh, and it does it again. Womp womp. All right. Well played. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> then cut to a clock tower bell that's dinging over a college campus. What? How many it campuses have clock towers? Apparently, this ca this campus has a little bit of everything, as we will see shortly. <laughs> oh, man. The student <laughs> fees must be astronomical. <laughs> so, a girl, clearly hungover, wakes up 
uh, in a bed and a guy looks over and checks in with her. He's like, hey, you're awake. About time. Didn't know if you wanted to sleep in. (laughs) She seems particularly surprised to be there asking if she's in a dorm room. And sure enough, yes, she is in a dorm room. How odd. A dorm room on a college campus. Well, apparently she doesn't live in a dorm room, Sam, so this is uh, odd for her. Okay, sure. Okay. He agrees. He seems particularly nice, you know, good for him. Yeah. (laughs) And her phone goes off. It's like 9.01. Her phone goes off and it's singing this little song. It's like, it's my birthday. You don't have to answer the phone. It's your birthday. (laughs) Who changes (laughs) their ringtone to a birthday-themed ringtone for one day out of the year? I definitely would not do that. Danielle? Have you done that before? I really before? like my birthday. I love my birthday. <laughs> have you done this before, Danielle? Uh, not this particular song. I probably have changed my ringtone for my birthday. <laughs> How self-involved. <laughs> it's possible she didn't change her ringtone. I don't know if it's made clear in the So movie. she just has the It's Your Birthday ringtone on every day of the year? <laughs> Maybe her friend said it for that day. I don't know. So she looks at the time. It's 9.01. And he's trying to like reintroduce himself. Like, clearly they met the night before, but she doesn't seem to remember much of that. Ooh. And she's not really... She's she's not having it so she's asking him for tylenol as she gets dressed and he's carter by the way just so we know moving jimmy forward. carter famous president habit of yes, humanity worker got it he's carter and she's like not a word of this to anyone um she as doesn't she's know who he is his... why is she so uptight because that's her character sam she has to have character development mm, we'll see about that <laughs> So she's she's not happy about the situation. She tells him not to tell anybody. And she's like, as she's leaving, his friend slams open the dorm door and is like, hey, did you hit that fine vagina last night? And then it's like, oh, God, she's still here. Anyone who talks like that is trash. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the guy calls him out on it. And she leaves doing the walk of no shame through the hallway and outside the door into the quad area in front of the dorms. So as she's leaving, she gets approached by a petitioner for something you think I'd remember after watching this movie, but I don't recall (laughs) saving the oceans or something. So she gets approached by a petitioner who she ignores. The sprinklers come on and soak this like couple that's reading in the grass trying to do some homework. A car alarm goes off. Some freshmen are being hazed over in the corner with a 26-hour rendition of 99 bottles of beer on the wall. All right, let me let me guess. Just <laughs> based on my knowledge of the well-regarded time loop movie Groundhog Day, is she going to have to like solve all the problems for all these people in order to escape her loop and make it the perfect day for everyone? I'm not gonna tell you that right. this movie takes somewhat somewhat interesting twist on it i guess right. i just thought that'd be funny if like oh, also there's this murder but before you solve <laughs> the murder you also have to solve all these other ancillary problems maybe it's a 26 hour rendition of 99 bottles of beer on the wall one of the guys passes out and she is stopped under a breezeway by a dude named tim who apparently was a person that she went on a date with once and he's upset because she hasn't returned any of his calls tim yeah it's like to be ghosted but dude don't stalk Someone like come up to them and, and, and accost them. Yeah. She's like, okay, we went on one date and this isn't a thing. And besides, who takes their date to Subway? It's not like you had a foot long. Oh. Okay. So Sorry. we're supposed to hate her at the beginning. <laughs> Got it. Y- yes. Yes, you Just are. Just like Groundhog Day. <laughs> there is some random chick in headphones outside of this main character's sorority house. She's a sorority girl. Oh, there's a shock. <laughs> And she tries to, like, wave to her. The one in headphones tries to wave to the main character, but the main character ignores her. And this is where I'm going to tell you that the main character's name is Tree. I think it's Teresa, but everybody calls her Tree. Tree? Tree. As in the plant. As in the plant. (laughs) Hey there, Tree. That's like the, like, if her name's Teresa and you call her Tree, I mean, that's the worst nickname I can think of for that name. 
I can't tell you why it I was mean, chosen, Sam. The movie doesn't get into it. There's Terry, right? There's yeah. Try or Trey Trey. I'm not sure any of those are better. I mean, better than Tree. <laughs> They're definitely better than Tree. <laughs> well, that's her name, Sam. And I don't know what to tell you. That's just what it is. That's unconscionable. <laughs> So inside, she walks inside the door, and there's a peppy sister meeting, not like literally her sister, but sister. I know that. It's sorority sister, has. Danielle. I, I understand how sororities work yeah, intimately. Uh, yes, interestingly. Her name is Danielle. The sorority sister? The sorority sister, who is in charge of the sorority. Danielle, is this an aspirational movie for you? Yes, I've always wanted to be in charge of a sorority. That is why I did go to a sorority in college. No, I wasn't in a sorority. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could have been. It was an offer, but I did not. <laughs> I'm sure you would have been a, a, a great... What do they call them? Bunnies? Sam, I don't know. That is the name of a a 2000s movie with like Anna Faris. (laughs) Really? All right. Maybe I had that somewhere (laughs) in my subconscious. Like, I don't know how sororities actually work. Okay. Well, Danielle's in charge of the sorority. She's giving her a hard time as she walks in. She tells her to wear a condom. Don't sleep around. And she ignores her and stomps up to her room. I mean, it's really none of her business, but also like good advice. She's just sassy. So she finally makes it to her room and her roommate, who's named Lori, is like, oh, you made it home and fills her in on her wild party night and why she can't remember much of it, which means that she just drank a lot. That's what that well, means. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I figured that was the cause. <laughs> So she's very late for her class. I assume her class probably started at like nine. Uh, she's not there. But before she can rush out, her roommate gets her attention and offers her a cupcake for her birthday. Aww. Aww. Birthday cupcake. It's like yeah. a real cake, but smaller and yeah. less exciting. Tree doesn't tell anybody that it's her birthday. So apparently she'll be found out because she peeked at her driver's license one day. Also, I still can't believe you're calling her Tree. Okay. Well, that's her name. I can't. Like, I'm not going to change it just for you. <laughs> Why not? I'm special. No, but... I'm not going to call her Teresa. Literally so nobody wait. does. <laughs> Tree doesn't tell anyone it's her birthday, but she changed her phone to a birthday-themed ringtone. She... I'm not convinced she's the one that changed it. It's quite possible one of the sorority sisters did. Hmm. <laughs> she doesn't seem upset or surprised by the phone ringtone, is she? Um, I mean, she's kind of surprised it goes off. It's hard to say. There's a couple of things in here where you're like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, fine. Continue. <laughs> All right, so she's got the cupcake. So she blows out the candle because there's a little lit candle on it, but she trashes the cupcake, telling her it's way too many carbs. Rude. Yeah, no, seriously. Also, it's not, it's a cupcake. It's just the right amount of carbs. In fact, if anything, <laughs> have two or three. They're delicious. Yeah. Or at least take it with you and pretend you're going to eat it and throw it away later. I think that's exceptionally rude. <laughs> it is amazingly ungracious. <laughs> and the roommate's clearly mad. She's like frowning at her as she rushes out for her class. Reasonable, I'd say. Uh-huh. So the class she's late to seems to be something science-y. I, 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 you never understand what her uh, major is. <laughs> and the professor eyes me. her as she comes in. <laughs> I'm sure it's a specific kind of science, but I don't know. Sure. And the professor's mad that she's late or something? Uh, I mean, yeah, he just kind of gives her this look like, what the heck, man, you're 25 minutes late to class. Stink eye. Yeah, so... Later, at lunch, they're having a sorority meeting, and Becky, a girl at the table, uh, apparently chose the wrong breakfast and gets kicked out because there's too, there's chocolate milk on it and too many carbs, <laughs> which tells you a lot about sororities, apparently, in this movie. 
Yeah, no, they sound, you know, like every sorority in movies, absolutely terrible. And I'm not saying sororities in real life are all terrible, but this is not a flattering portrait. No, it is not. So she gets kicked out of the table. And as she's turning around, like, you know, storming off the Becky, she accidentally uh, runs into Carter, who is coming up to the table to give something back to Tree. And it like falls on Carter and Tree. The food. Ooh, meet cute. Except they've already met. Remember, she was yeah, but like you can still meet room. cute after you've already met. Well, they're re meeting cute, and he's bringing back a bracelet <laughs> that she they're left meeting re cute. Yeah, she's they're meeting re cute. <laughs> Dumber. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> So he's got a bracelet she left behind. He's giving yep. it back to her, and she is not pleased that he's there because the sorority girls are like, "You guys know each other? Who's what, what the heck? This is such a dork. Get him out of here!" Kind of thing. Look, she can be bang buddies with whoever she wants. Danielle, no judgment. Yeah, that's the arc of this movie. Her realizing that she can be bang buddies with whoever she wants. I mean, that's I'm the all real reason the time sure. time loop stops. <laughs> See, I, I knew, like, the murder is incidental. Like, I would just, like I said, I'd love this movie. Just had the murder being like this. Like, well, you also get killed, but the real lesson you're supposed to learn is about friendship or something. <laughs> All right. Cutscene. This movie has a lot of cutscenes to just other stuff. So Tree is next in a hospital. So she's wandering the hospital hallways. Just in a gown or like in no. an outfit? Sorry, she's in her normal clothes. She's just wandering the hallways. And she's obviously like knows where she's going. So she's going somewhere in the hospital. She's visiting somebody in the hospital. She's Something. not like in the hospital. Right. So she's just in a hospital. And she passes a police officer who's sitting outside of a door and kind of looks at him curiously. And she ends up meeting her roommate, also in the hallway, like by the elevators, who is there working a double. I don't know what she is. If she's, it's a class thing, if she's Does she have a medical assistant. Like, yeah, her, she has scrubs her... on. Okay, so she's not like the janitor. No, she's some kind of medical professional or something in this hospital. I would love to hospital. see her be the janitor, because that's a worthy role in a hospital, keeping things clean and sanitary. Absolutely, they do a lot of work, but that's not what she's doing unless she's doing it in scrubs. You know what? Let's say she is. That makes me happier. <laughs> so Lori tells her to watch her step because what she's doing could have serious consequences. What's she doing at the hospital? Is she like, ooh, is she having some like experimental surgery done to make her brain bigger? Yes. Plot twist. Sam, at this point, you don't know what the serious consequences are. I don't. Obviously, I don't. But if it's more serious than murder, then we'll find out, I guess. Okay. So she finally makes it up the elevator and into an office. And guess who's there? Carter. No. The um, science C class professor is there. So she's doing like secret experiments at the hospital with her professor. Uh, or And do those experiments involve, I don't know, sex? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so he's apparently also a doctor. He's a professor and he's a doctor. He's got a lot of time on his hands. He's a professor doctor. <laughs> he's a professor doctor. And they, yes, are also definitely having uh, sex. <laughs> so Professor Doctor is boning down on his student and is also still giving her the side eye when she's late. Like, why even bother sleeping with him if you're not getting anything out of it? It gets worse, Sam, because as they're making out, they're interrupted by his wife, who knocks on the door to come into his office. Is she also a Professor Doctor? Oh, you don't know anything about the wife. <laughs> I'm going to say she is, because you know what? She's the real victim here. She's definitely the real victim here. Since they both know that he's married, <laughs> obviously. I mean, to, to be to be extra clear, Professor Doctor is by far the worst person here because uh, yes. of the power dynamics <laughs> and everything. But like, she's been painted as a pretty insensitive person up until this point, so she's like in the past. Yeah. So womp womp, he's married. No, no kidding. Okay, cut to that night. Tree's painting her nails. 
Danielle Which, pops. What was the fallout from Professor Doctor's wife coming okay, out well, of the canoodling? She, she, they're not like, it's not like they're, inter, they're not interrupted as, they're interrupted so it's as not she's making out, Yeah, like they pull apart and the wife comes, I think that's the scene, the wife just comes in and she kind of looks like a little like, okay. Uh, they try to like cover it up. Like, oh, she was just here helping me with my pencil yes. study paper. Like, this is one of my students. Nice to meet you. Gotta go. I'd be Bye. so bad at coming up with excuses if I was caught in the middle of cheating. <laughs> well, good thing that you're probably not going to be caught in the middle of cheating. Probably. <laughs> I don't know your Thank life, you Sam. Thank the confidence, Danielle. <laughs> Sam's very unlikely to cheat, you guys, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, I don't know I'm everything about him. I'm very caught cheating. Let's put him in good... <laughs> That's what I was thinking originally, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move on before we assassinate my character any further. <laughs> okay. Cut to that night, Tree's painting her nails in her bedroom back at the uh, sorority. Danielle pops in to tell her not to be late to the party that's happening that night, just a sorority party. Or of course. I mean, party. I would imagine that would be the kind of party a sorority would have. Right. And then cut to it's her- It's Halloween themed, right? Uh, no. What a wasted opportunity. <laughs> I don't think there's Halloween in this movie. So wait, this is just a murder mystery time loop that has nothing to do with Halloween. I think so. For some reason, I was convinced this movie took place in like during Halloween because no, I don't, I don't think know, there's ever obvious. any. I had to like think about the plot of that. I don't think there's ever because yes, it does absolutely seem like the kind of movie that would have Halloween costumes, but I don't think there ever is. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know why I just had that in my head cannon, but you know all what? Right. No, because this I uh, no, this is not at all near Halloween. <laughs> How do? You, okay, that's. Uh, I said missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, we find out the day of the week uh, or later, so I know what day of the month it is. So it's day the, of the week or day of the month. Day of the month. So I know it's not near Halloween. If okay. it's in October at all, I don't know. <laughs> it may right. not be because she's later. She's like just after the scene. She cuts to a uh, scene that she's walking across campus in a little party dress and no coat or anything. So unless well, I've seen that. They might be in California. In I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was a tangent. I was just confused, <laughs> blindsided by the lack of Halloween in this movie. No, shocking, absolutely shocking. So she's walking across campus in her little party dress. She's listening to a message on her phone from her dad, telling her he can't believe she didn't show up at the restaurant. He waited over an hour, and how dare she do that on today of all days? And she, her birthday on her birthday, and she hangs up the phone as a crowd of sport partiers pass her, like they're all in their jerseys and stuff. Sport partiers, so they I are professional partiers. <laughs> We do partying for sport. (laughs) I don't know how to phrase it, Sam. It's a group of mostly guys. I'm not sure there are any girls It's a bunch of jocks. I get it. Yeah, and they're like in jerseys. And apparently this is where you find out that their mascot is apparently this creepy baby mask. (laughs) Okay. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I still want to say that sport partiers, hilarious. Love that. (laughs) Um, But creepy baby mascot... What? I mean, I don't I don't know how to explain this to you, Sam. I can ha- I'm happy Try. to send you a link of the picture no, if you want to look at no. it. <laughs> I want you to paint a word picture because you can't send a link to all our listeners out there. So I can certainly post a picture on our social. Yeah, but not everyone's gonna do that. And especially okay. right now, maybe they're like on public transport or driving and we don't want them, you know, getting distracted driving and crashing and dying. Yes. You could kill somebody with that picture, Danielle. Okay. What well, that's up to them. They don't need to click <laughs> on the Twitter link while they're driving. It's outside <laughs> of my responsibility. Uh okay, so the baby face mask is basically like chubby cheeks, cherubic, that kind of shape a of baby the mask. Got it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> It's pale skinned. It's got these, I think, blue, like super blue eyes, big baby creepy eyes. Let me back up just a second. 
Is them is it like a giant baby head, like a mascot head, or is it just a mask it's on a like mask. a normal size? Like a head? mask on somebody who like these most people are wearing like a and he's just wearing like a black bodysuit with a baby mask. No, like a pullover sweatshirt. So he's just in normal clothes with a baby mask. Yes. What the hell? Because it's their mascot, and so like they sell the masks all over campus. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that's a horror show. This this college <laughs> is cursed. I don't yeah. even care where it is. It's absolutely it's begging creepy. to be cursed. And I swear I read somewhere online that this is very similar to an actual like mascot of one of, of a college in the United States. I could be wrong, but if that is true, and if you're listening to this and you go to that college, get out. It is a cursed place. <laughs> cursed place. So it's got the little like chubby cheeks, got the big giant like Bambi eyes, blue Bambi eyes, and it has like one little tooth and a gaping mouth. Like it's if this it's isn't the murderer, Sam, I will be surprised. <laughs> it's horrifying. Well, there's a couple people dressed up as him. So, I know. I'm like, saying if the murderer isn't wearing this mask like Jason Voorhees, I will be surprised. We'll oh, well, we'll there. find out shortly. Okay, actually, <laughs> perfect. Love so, it. As she walks through the crowd, they kind of part. You know, she's walking through them, and one of the people. Uh, one of the creepy babies stops and like turns and watches so her there are walk. Multiple creepy babies in this crowd. Yes, but only one turns like in a black hoodie and black uh-huh. pants, and it like turns and watches her walk off as everybody else, as his group disappears. You know, he just that is terrifying. There Great, Love because it. she doesn't notice because she's walking. No, away of from course them. not. That's still terrifying. <laughs> it is. So she winds her way through campus and coming upon it's like this tunnel that's kind of in between two, sort of like a breezeway, but it's coming going going in between two buildings. And she pauses because there's like these flashing sort of detour lights on, what are those called? On the little sawhorses. Okay, sure. And it's like, hey, this way to murder. Yes, this way to murder. But there's a music box that's set in the middle of the tunnel and it's playing happy birthday. So her murderer knows her birthday and has set up this elaborate prank. Oh man, Sam. Remember Jason Voorhees? Get ready for like- Teleportation? Insanity. Like worse than <laughs> Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I mean, like, Jason Voorhees, I get. He's a embodiment. I mean, the mother, but in the original, is like the embodiment of this evil vengeance. I mean, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Embodiment of this vengeance. I get that. And could teleport around the forest for camera reasons. But, like... What? I, this is this makes less sense to me somehow than that. This, this like, they is the didn't best bother. part. This okay. is why I'm doing this movie, Sam, is because the teleportation in this is astounding. <laughs> At least in like Scream, they explain it by having two people. Yes. Also spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Love> Scream. <laughs> Again, who cares? If they're this old, I say the statute of limitations is out. Yeah, this is 2017, so I'm not sure if the statute of limitations is out on this one, but... You don't have to listen to this podcast episode. You can click away now. (laughs) That's true. So Music Box, middle of this tunnel breezeway, and it's playing Happy Birthday. And she kind of laughs at it and rolls her eyes. She's like, haha, very funny losers. Like, clearly thinking it's a prank for her birthday. By whom? Her friends. I don't know. Sorority. She doesn't have friends. She's terrible. (laughs) They're all as much friends with each other as they are they're just all the same amount of friends sam i didn't realize you could quantify it (laughs) how would you quantify our friendship danielle i mean what number would you put on it i don't don't know what units do you use to quantify friendship (laughs) is there like a cap (laughs) (laughs) one to ten i don't know what is the what is the depends on what the units are that you're using is it like what are friendship units i just meant that she's just as much friends with people as they are with her so I still like the idea of uh, friendship units being FUs. Okay, yes, that must be what it is. She definitely <laughs> thinks that's what this is with this scene. Great. So she's like not scared of this at all, obviously. And she walks up uh, to it and kind of bends down to look at it as the music dies down. And behind her, the baby mask person.
person appears. Do, do, do. Yeah, oh, baby. Now, what I want to happen is not what's going to happen, but here's what I want to happen. I want the baby mess person to be like an adult baby fetishist, and they suddenly start like crying. It's like, I poop myself. Will you change me? And it turns to this whole like weird, creepy thing. She's like, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, that might be the plot. You don't know, Sam. You haven't no, seen I, mean, I know it's not, <laughs> but it would be a weird twist. <laughs> so she turns, she sees the baby mask person standing there, and she's like, I think your friends went the other way, you know, remarking upon the big group of people that had passed her. Sure. And of course, he doesn't say anything and just stares. She yells at him that she's not scared, and she's if he keeps standing there being creepy, she's be. going to call the cops, and the baby suddenly runs off. Why would you say, I'm going to call the cops if you're not scared? She's just saying, don't be a creeper. I'm going to call the cops. You played yourself, tree. <laughs> so, tree. like I said, he runs off. And she walks away. The music box starts again. But How? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. Stuff just happens, okay? Did he, like, rig up a remote control music box? Like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be a great prank. All I right, I'm going to install this little motor and a remote control receiver in there. And then I'll have this, like, car fob button pusher thing and when she stops I'll push the button I'll stop then I'll push it again when I run away and she's gonna be oh I'm so scared it'll be great <laughs> I have to admit that like knowing how this ends and re-watching it makes it make less sense at least when you're watching it you don't know what's going on so you're kind of yeah. like okay what you this could happen I guess and then as you know what happens and like the timeline of things you're like what the heck <laughs> so much like I still know what you did last summer, I, I am more interested in the daily life of the murderer than I am in her daily life. It sounds like he's having a way more interesting day about, like, rigging up this music box and, like, drawing up schematics and planning his roots. Like, that's got to take a lot of work. It's like a heist movie. It is a heist movie. <laughs> Even worse when you find out who the actual murderer is. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, I just think that, again... I want to see the life of the murderer, a day in the life of, of baby face murderer. Baby face murderer. Yeah. So Music Box starts creepily again with its happy birthday tune, and she turns to look at it, and the baby boo hairs behind her with a knife. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, yeah, no, I knew that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> she runs off, but he stays ahead, and he plunges a knife into her, and she screams. Wait, wait, she runs, and he stays ahead of her? Like, he keeps, he runs, and he just, you know, always manages to be quite just ahead of her, and they get into a fight, and then he stabs her. Oh, so he, like, keeps pace with her, like, running yep. beside her. He doesn't, like, appear in front of her. Uh, I mean, kind of. There's, like, a very okay, short chase. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> There's a very short chase scene, and he's kind of, like, running, and then he suddenly appears in front of her and stabs her, you know? Got it. The Great. End. Perfect. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Danielle. If you want to help us start our business of baby face masks for murderers, you can uh, join us at our Patreon at patreon.com slash book retorts. Oh, my gosh. Our ideas for businesses are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so she screams. It oh, goes not black. Over. Got it. <laughs> and then she awakens in the dorm bed. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Back but to square one. you didn't see one. that coming. Danielle, what would you do if you were immortal for a day? Immortal for a day? That's all you yeah. get? I mean, like she is. She has one day and she dies. She comes back to the beginning of it. What would you do if you had that immortal day? Uh, I mean, it depends on if you feel like you have to solve some kind of problem to get out of I it. I mean, I'm sure you do. You have to. But like, if you know you have a free pass where nothing you do matters and has any consequences. Um, I don't know, Sam. To be you honest, sit there and get the whole cheesecake. I mean, she's. It depends on if I'm being chased by a murderer. I mean, I feel like that would change the entire vibe of your day. Yeah, but like you know, you're just gonna come back to square one. So you might as well like have a little fun before that happens. Well, you'll see how she deals with it. I'm asking you though. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. I mean, I'd probably do a bunch of things because there's no repercussions. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Let's have some fun. Let's you know, I don't know, arson. Why not? <laughs> 
That'd be terrible. Maybe right, sorry, go on. Villain. Let's get back to how she does this. Okay. And so she wakens in the dorm bed and Carter's like, hey, you're up. And her phone goes off with the birthday song. It's your birthday. You don't have to answer the phone. It's your birthday. And is that what the song is? It's something like that. And How's the whole song go, Danielle? Like, that's, I, that's, I, I, I mean, it's just it. a little clip that kind of like repeats over and over. Yeah. It, you did a little rap. Let's hear it sung. No. Boo. It's 901 again. And Carter is like, yeah, I don't know if you remember me from last night. I rem- remember my name. And she looks at him weirdly as she's getting dressed. And she's like, it's Carter? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's pleased that she remembers it. She asks for Tylenol. And she tells him where it is because he can't seem to find it. And he laughs. And he's like, oh, it's like you've been here before. And Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If I were him, I'd be freaked out. Like, she's stalking me. No, he's so chill. I love Carter. <laughs> Cracks me up. Love she, him. Great. <laughs> it makes her kind of stop. Like, like it's the first time she thought about it. And she stares at him. And then she turns to the, the front door. There's a bumper sticker on it that says, Today is the first day of the rest of your life. <laughs> Boo. What college kid has that on his <laughs> There's like 20 other door. bumper stickers on it. It's just that's one of them. Yeah, but why do you have that one? Like, no one's like, oh, this is a really cool sticker. Because it's funny. Okay. It kind of fits Carter's vibe. All right. I'll trust you on Carter. <laughs> the, the vibe master, Danielle. So she's staring at the door and then the door opens and his friend comes in asking if he hit that fine vagina last night. And she's- <sighs> Every time you say that line- <laughs> say it because it's funny and it's like played for it in the movie like it's clear they know how terrible that is and she is startled obviously because she was like oh my god it did open and that guy did come in and she immediately leaves she's like nope not today so she assuming she had a dream or something at the moment she doesn't know he i mean you don't get a good sense of what's in her head but she obviously is still like okay this is weird so outside the petitioner tries to stop her the sprinklers go off the frat guys are singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall one passes out yes yes, yeah the car alarm goes off and she looks around in confusion tim stops her again in the breezeway complaining that she hasn't returned his texts and she's like hey tim what day is it and he's like it's monday the 18th and she's 18 so not halloween well, you know what? Maybe they do Halloween different in Canada with the baby face killers. <laughs> I don't know if this is in Canada. I, I don't know that where one. this is set, to be honest. I, maybe they say it. I don't think they do. You know, like they have Canadian Thanksgiving and they have Canadian Halloween. Yeah, they might. Dear Canadians, we surely have some Canadian listeners. Oh my gosh. Canadian Halloween sounds like it would be a lot better than American Halloween, honestly. <laughs> what is there any difference with Halloween? I don't know. I, I, but if there was a Canadian Halloween that they did like on a different day and they like had a lot more fun with it than like our weird fraught relationship with Halloween, it'd be great. Our devil day? Yeah. People get uptight about Halloween. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> Everything is really weird. So, you know, that's just how our, our world works. Okay. Thank you for that deep insight into Look, our I culture. I am pro Halloween. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm pro Halloween too. So she's very confused. Headphone girl waves at her. She comes into the sorority house. Danielle harasses her. She goes up the stairs and Tree tells her that she's having serious deja vu. She finally oh, makes tree. it back to her room. Would you say it's treja vu? Oh, funny. 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 No, it's not. But I'm going to work on It's uh, not. <laughs> I've been trying to think of a giving tree pun for like 10 minutes, Danielle. It hasn't come to me yet. <laughs> that explains here lack of interesting things to say (laughs) your brain is otherwise engaged (laughs) ouch i think my day in the life of the serial killer was very interesting but you know what danielle i guess i won't contribute anymore (laughs) well it's gonna be a boring podcast sorry listeners (laughs) apparently it already is (laughs) just kidding she makes it back to her room her roommate gives her the cupcake she trashes it no, this time she just sticks the entire cupcake on the table and is like, gotta go. She doesn't even blow out the candle. And her roommate's like, you didn't even blow out the candle as she leaves. 
<laughs> okay. I got I to gotta go get my nookie on with Professor Jerkface. Yeah, not quite. At lunch, she looks over at the vendor in the quad who's selling school spirit stuff and sees the creepy baby masks. As I said, they sell them for funsies. Why? I'm still, I'm still upset about that. It'd be like if if the Scream campus, high school campus, sold the guy's face masks. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand why, why you'd have that have your mascot. Like, that would be disqualifying. I'm going to send you a picture at the end, Sam. You need to oh, look I'm at sure it. Oh, I'm sure you are. And I will not look at it because <laughs> I want to sleep tonight. It's creepy. So she stares at them uh, just as poor Becky gets rejected from the table and suddenly remembering what happens, she tries to warn Becky about, you know, falling into Carter, but not in time. And all the food goes everywhere. So now they have a re-re-meet-cute. They do. Carter apologizes, tries to walk away, and she reminds him that he has her bracelet. He doesn't seem weirded out by that. <laughs> but did he forget the first time? No, but it kind of, like, it went slightly differently because she ah. warned warned Becky and then was, like, there was, like, a slightly different conversation because it changed it. Okay, sure. So, cut to the hospital. Cheater Dr. Professor is like, not today, <laughs> Cheater <Chi."> Dr. Professor. <laughs> That's his nickname. Dang, please, please, please. It's, it's Professor Dr. Cheater. Okay. Professor it's, Dr. I believe Cheater. Scandinavian, that name, Cheater? <laughs> Professor Dr. Cheater. Professor Dr. Cheater. That's really hard for me. I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> all my notes say Cheater Dr. Professor. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That was just a nickname I came up with at the moment, Sam. <laughs> I love how your nickname is the exact opposite like arrangement of the one I would make. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you use those titles more frequently. <laughs> and I thought Cheater was the most important part of this, uh, his personality. That is true. But like in English, doesn't the adjective that is is most closely related to the object come closer to it? Like there's an adjective ordering in, in English? I'm sure, but cheater doctor professor made sense in my brain. All right. Well, I can't account for your brain, Danielle. No it's one because cares. because cheater is important. <laughs> the doctor professor, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair point. So he's a cheating doctor professor. <laughs> So Cheater Dr. Professor is like, not today, I don't have time. <laughs> and Tree is like, no, we need to talk. And he's like, whoa, Wait, whoa, wait, wait, whoa. wait, wait. He doesn't have time today, which is the same day he did have time for it earlier. He's, he said that earlier to her. I just skipped it. And, oh, she's, okay. and then she started making out with him. He's like, well, I guess we do have time. Yeah, you do, <laughs> Professor Dr. Horndog. <laughs> and Tree is like, no, 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 we need to talk. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what this is about. Listen, I know this is all very charming and like, you know, living the life, but I, you can't fall in love with me. That's like not a thing that can happen. Oh, so he's Professor Dr. Ego. Yeah. She's like, what? No, I'm not in love with you. And he's like, oh, that's hot. And then he starts backing on her. So they get into the same position anyway. Wait, her not being in love with like, oh, that's super hot. They're not in love with me. Yes. This dude's messed up. Oh, very messed up. And she's, as he's like trying to kiss her, she kind of like pulls away. She's like, wait, wait, your wife. And then, of course, that's who knocks on the door right then. Oh, I guess we could do a threesome. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would solve this wife's problems if she was up for polyamory yeah it would it wouldn't solve the ethical problems for professors sleeping with their student but. absolutely not cut to tree in her bedroom she's watching an old birthday video on her phone it's of her mom and she's looking sad her mom's looking sad or tree's looking sad tree's looking sad as she watches the happy <laughs> okay. video of them eating cake and like smashing into each other's faces i don't know no is tree looking sad in the video or right no, as she's watching as she's watching it she i was is very confused sad. by that sentence danielle i don't tree know tree is know looking sad on. as she's watching the video. The video is of a birthday party that her and her mom are at. Okay. All right. Wow. That was a long road to hoe, but... <laughs> so the power briefly goes out like a rolling blackout, and Danielle is suddenly there telling her not to be late for the party, which Tree still goes to? Like, she knows there's a... <laughs> like, 
This is so confusing to me. She knows she's reliving the same day. Yeah, if I know she's going to get stabbed in an alley on my way to this party, I'd be like, maybe I won't. Yeah, she seems like she's thinking, oh, I just have like really, I'm just having a weird day. Like, she doesn't quite believe she's, she's actually not reliving I mean, it. To be fair, it, it might take me a few loops before I was convinced I was in a time loop and not just having a weird dream. Yeah, so she does still go to the party. As I said, she's un- unaccepting of her reality. But this time when she walks through the gaggle of sports enthusiasts, she turns back to look at the creepy baby. And who's like creepy staring baby, who's like staring at her, as he, as I said before. Why is it an actual like baby that attacks her? Like a toddler with a knife. That'd be a whole different story, Sam. That's more like Chucky. But, you know, I'm, I think it'd be funny. <laughs> So they have this like tense standoff where they're staring at each other and it's immediately interrupted by one of the guys in the gaggle of jocks who's like, hey, come on. And the guy's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So apparently it was just some random dude being creepy and staring at her <laughs> with the mask well, on. maybe. The song of this campus is full of creepy dudes. Apparently. Creepy professor, creepy baby killer, creepy scary guy. And they all wear the mask. Well, does the professor wear baby masks? Because that'd be great. You'll find out. Ooh, will I? Yes. Maybe he has or a thing for it. Or is it just not it. part of the movie? Maybe he has a thing for it with one of his students. Ew. No. He doesn't like make her wear the mask, does he? I'm not going to tell you what happens in this movie, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> creepy professor, doctor, cheater boy is getting worse and worse. <laughs> okay. So she goes around the corner. She's walking through campus. Surprise, there's still a music box. Oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> she turns away this time and is like, mm, no way, and heads another way to the party house. But when she arrives the house, to the, it's like a fraternity or another sorority house, the lights are out. And those suspicious, she goes to try the door. And when it's locked, she knocks on the door. So the party house is shut down. It seems like it. Like, all the lights are off. She's like, that's weird. This is where the party is. Why is nobody here? She's late to it. And so she knocks on the door. The door opens. And it has creepy baby. Oh, no. Well, I mean, there are a dime a dozen around this campus. So who knows? Could be fine. Maybe he's just a party goer. It might be because she punches him in the face. And then the camera zooms out. And you can see all the surprise party attendees behind him. Called it. <laughs> it's her birthday party. It's a surprise party. Whoa, 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 it's whoa. surprise party within a whoa. party. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Oh, there are so many things here. First off, how does anyone like her enough to want to throw her a surprise party? I mean, it's all the sorority and fraternity people. Yeah, I got that. But like, they don't, none of them seem to like her that much, except for maybe her roommate. But they're sisters. Sisters from another mister. No, they're literally not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have a love-hate relationship, Sam. (laughs) But also, like, this is a lot of work to throw a birthday party for her when she didn't even tell them it was her birthday. And also, again, seems to have a very contentious relationship with all of her her sisters. But it's, like, contentious in that kind of way where it's, like, salty, but they're still friends. Whether or not they should be. I mean, whether or not it's real emotion. I don't know, Sam, but... Okay, I'm just saying this seems like not something that would happen. (laughs) Okay, well, they have a surprise party for her, and she's like, oh, yay! (laughs) Uh, See, this is what I'm talking about. So, she does apologize profusely to the random guy that she punched that was in a baby face mask. (laughs) Well, they don't wear the creepy baby face mask, dude. This one's on you. It's just their mascot. I'm sure it wasn't creepy until she was murdered by it. I don't care what your mascot is. You don't have to wear the costume for it. Okay, well, he did. <laughs> well, that's his choice. I'm saying he bears some responsibility here. <laughs> so she apologized profusely to the guy. His name is Nick. Uh, and Danielle comes forward telling everybody not to mess with the Kappa. And everybody starts laughing and the crowd goes wild and the party starts. Woo! 
Yay. Okay. So during <laughs> the party, such a great party. <laughs> Danielle and her are talking. Uh, Lori, the roommate, is not there. And Tree is like, oh, yeah, she had a double shift at the hospital. And Danielle's like, no, she's been boning some mystery guy. And also... Is it is it Dr. Mr. Cheater again? I, we don't know who the mystery guy is at this point, Sam. Okay. Oh, oh, is it Carter? And now she's getting revenge on her for sleeping with Carter? Ooh. I don't know the answer to that. I do know the answer to that. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spinning out more interesting stories in my head, sorry. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, she's been moaning some mystery guy, and the guy from earlier, Baby Mask Guy, comes comes up to her and starts hitting on Tree. And it's unclear, but I think Danielle has, like, designs on this kid. His name's Nick. Like, Well, with they... that baby face mask, who wouldn't have designs on him? Yeah, I'm not sure if they're dating or if it's just kind of, like, something. But Danielle gets she's really... She's put out by this. Got yeah, it. Danielle gets really upset about it and storms off as they get flirty well who can resist a man in a baby face mask I, yeah and it's just impossible <laughs> gross <laughs> so apparently i don't know tree doesn't seem to care in this moment though because she follows nick nick like is across the party at this point like they've separated nick's across the party and he does that like oh follow me thing and so she like ends up walking through the is baby face mask guy that his name nick well, yeah, that's the name of the guy who was in the mask earlier. I don't remember that. And if you if you I said I did so. mention it. I said it like four times. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. <laughs> I can see you're really listening. <laughs> Look. You said creepy baby face mask. That's all I heard. Okay. Well, his name is because Nick. <laughs> there's no, what more version you need? I don't need to know his name to hear creepy baby face mask. You're going to hear that a lot in this story. So his name is Nick. He wears the creepy baby face mask. He, he so, likes long sort of, of the beach. He's yeah. sort of dating Danielle. And he disappears into one of the rooms and Tree follows him across the party. Okay. Nick, rookie mistake. Never lose sight of your partner. Yes. It's fine. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so she goes into the bedroom where she assumed Nick's, Nick went into and nobody is there. And so she's like standing in the mirror. She's fixing her hair and makeup. And the baby, baby face, face appears mask behind appears her. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know how mirrors work in horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Every time you see a mirror in a horror movie, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> She assumes that it's Nick, and she's like, want me to punch you in the face again? And he and doesn't- he's like, yes, I enjoyed that, mistress. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, and she- so she, like, leans forward, and she slides up his mask slowly up his face, and it's Nick! It's like, totally I not mean, a murderer. Why didn't he say anything, then? Because it's part of the plot, Sam. <laughs> All right, sure. All right. <laughs> and they kind of laugh, and he's like, welcome to the Pleasure Dome. No. No. If someone said to me, welcome to the Pleasure Dome, that'd be my cue to say, well, I don't have a ticket, so I guess I have to go. (laughs) It gets better because a literal disco ball and rotating spotlights start up with EDM. (laughs) Boo! Nick sucks. And he's like, she's like, isn't the music a little bit loud? And he's like dancing. (laughs) Oh, his dancing is probably not conducive to the Pleasure Dome's goal. (laughs) So her phone beeps, she got a text, so she, like, turns away to check the message from Danielle. She kind of, like, rolls her eyes at him, and she turns away to check the message. It's from Danielle, who's freaking out about, like, where are you? Where's Nick? Like, you know, the things that she should be worried about. We're in the pleasure dome. Don't worry, we're fine. (laughs) And behind her, she's texting back, a creepy baby face comes out of a closet. The real one, Sam. I mean, they're all real creepy baby faces. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is really creepy. (laughs) So he comes out of the closet, and he dramatically stabs. Nick dead is like in the background while the music's going and she's texting and he's like, ah! 
but you can't hear it because the music's too loud. How's that for a pleasure dome? It's <laughs> a pretty good scene, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Tree turns back around. Like, Nick's fallen to the floor and kind of is, like, covered a little bit by a dresser and stuff. And Tree turns back around and is like, cool, the mask is back on. I'm going to go. Danielle's freaking out. And I don't know why she went in there in the first place, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, apparently she's not good at decision making. <laughs> apparently not. So creepy baby mask suddenly lifts his hand and there's a knife covered in blood that's like dripping. And she glances over and sees Nick, you know, kind of slightly covered by the furniture dead on the floor. And she starts And then to she sc- goes, oh boy, not again. <laughs> and she screams. She's trying to run and he, they get into a little tussle and he slams her over to the bed. And they are briefly interrupted by a drunk guy who thinks they're like, comes in and yeah, is like, it. oh, yeah. you're having sex. And he leaves. And then she gets stabbed. <laughs> yep. And she wakes up gasping for breath in the dorm room. Do-overs. All right. So, loop two. Great. Perfect. You're going to lose track quickly. Well, I'm sure it goes into a montage of loops at some point. <laughs> the phone goes off. It's 9.01. It's your birthday. You don't have to answer the phone. It's your birthday. Can you do that every time the loop starts? <laughs> I'm going to. Carter, yes. <laughs> Carter tries to introduce himself, and she keeps cutting him off with the answer. And she leaves as the friend comes in to ask if he hit that fine vagina last night. And you use that line every time, too. <laughs> and apparently time has no meaning, though, because this is like a sped up version. Like, she's like, gotta go. Don't have time for this. And she leaves. And, and the guy is still... Up. And the guy, yeah, everything sinks up, which confuses me. I've seen this movie. This is the third time I've seen this movie. It confuses me every time. It doesn't make any sense. It's just convenient. <laughs> So it doesn't matter how quickly or how slowly she does something, everything syncs up. Crazy. Yeah. So she is officially freaking out as she passes all the stuff from earlier, the frat beer guys, sprinklers, the car alarm, Tim, and she finally makes it back to her room. And her roommate <laughs> Her roommate is very concerned because she's crying this time. She's like very upset, which I guess at some point you would be. I mean, I've only been murdered twice, so yeah, that'd be pretty upsetting. I mean, they're both very traumatic events. She ends up yes. telling Lori what happened. And it's like, Lori doesn't believe her, obviously. And she's like, listen, you're going to give me a cupcake. And later tonight is a surprise party. Like, I know what's going to happen. And Lori's like, oh, man, who told you? And she's like, no, I'm not kidding. Someone is going to kill me today. And Lori, of course, at first thinks it's a prank. But then she thinks that Tree is having some kind of mental breakdown. Yeah, a psychotic episode. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, uh, maybe we take it easy. Like, she's like, she says... No more blackout drinking for you. <laughs> She's basically like, I know you're having a really hard time with today because you're of your mom and all, but let's like skip class, take a day off. You'll feel better tomorrow. And we have to have a whole backstory about how her like mom died and she's having trouble to catch with her father and everything. Yes, maybe. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> or you skip it. You already t- told us about it. I mean, how relevant is it to the plot? Uh, you know what? It is relevant. So I'm okay. gonna t- I am going to tell you the story, but I can't tell you why it's relevant. That okay, night- <laughs> perfect. Love it. <laughs> that night, Tree stays in the room. She nails shut the window. She blocks the door with the dresser. The power goes out again. The rolling blackout happens. Just, it just happens very briefly. She checks her watch. It's 9.23. And Danielle is outside. And she's like trying to knock on the... Try to get in, but she can't because there's a dresser in front of the door. And she's like, don't that forget do to come it. to the party. She's like, oh, okay, I'll be there. No, you won't. <laughs> we'll find out. At home... At her home, like in her, in the dorm room, she finds this trove of cards that she had missed the first time around. You'd seen them in a brief shot, like birthday cards that were in a pile of books. And she opens up the one on top, which is one of those really fancy cards with all the moving pieces. Does it sing? No, but 
in, well, it does say something, but I don't remember what. But inside, no, no, it, but it doesn't have like a. It's not a musical card. It is. It has. It has like a music thing or a phrase or something that's being said. I just don't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah. All right. But inside, it's a creepy baby face that like spins in circles. Why? I don't know. Why? Because why would anyone make a card with a creepy baby face <laughs> for your birthday? Hey, it's your birthday. Here's nightmare fuel. <laughs> I have to assume that either these cards are sold in like the store at the university because it has the logo of the mascot of the university, or somebody took the time to create a spinning head. I'm not sure which of those is worse. <laughs> and it's like, like it, a legit card. It's not like it's hand constructed. Yeah, like I don't know if the school is like, yeah, this is a good idea for a card. Like who greenlit that? <laughs> well, the best part is like there's a message written inside of it that says "Enjoy today" because there is no tomorrow. <laughs> Why would you give him a warning? I don't know. It seems terrible. Man, you're a terrible murderer if you're like, hey, hey, I'm going to kill you later. Just let you know. You can prepare for it. <laughs> FYI. And I'm going to leave this yeah. behind just in case they need some uh, evidence. evidence. Yeah, for depending on me. See you later. Enjoy your day. I'll kill you later. Bye. All right. The TV cuts out. <laughs> just like, I don't know why. I guess maybe with the powers and the TV cuts out and she walks over to it and touches the TV and it turns back on. And it's the news talking about an arm shootout from the morning. No, and what happened was it was the same thing that happened with the music box. He rigged it with remote control. <laughs> yes, quite possibly. So the arm shootout and then she hears a noise in the room and she looks away from the... And the news and looks kind of towards her closet. She's grabbing the hammer that she'd been using with the nails to check it out. Sure. So she does that very like slow, creepy music walk towards the closet. <laughs> like they do in cartoon. <laughs> yeah. But nothing is there. <laughs> Nothing's there. And so she goes to the bathroom to check that out because that's obviously the only other place in this entire room where anything could possibly be. You think you'd check that out before you locked yourself in your room. But what do you I think know? You might make sure it's empty before you seal yourself <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> So she turns, uh, she's about to check the curtain in the bathroom, like she holds her hand up to it to pull it. So as she's about to pull it, the TV cuts out and then turns on again. And so she turns to look at it. I told you, remote control. He's remote got it. Remote control. She heads towards the TV to see what's going on. And the creepy baby face appears behind her and stabs her. All right. I got to say, this creepy baby face is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's he like is. a locked room. He or she <laughs> is everywhere they need to be. Like American Express? Is that there? Whatever. <laughs> Point is, <laughs> creepy baby face somehow manages to know that they won't fall for the music box prank and comes here instead. Yeah, like apparently following her hardcore. <laughs> so is it is it Lindsay, the roommate? Lori is the name of the roommate. Well, whatever. And no. Because <laughs> that would make sense because she would know if her roommate was coming to the party or not because you could tell oh, she's That's true, but she's also supposed to be working a double shift at the hospital, you may recall. Well, no, but she's not really doing that either because she's supposed to be in bone town. Well, yeah, maybe. Both. Who knows? We don't know who she's boning. Maybe it's somebody at the hospital. I'm telling you, Professor Dr. Cheaterface. It might be Professor Dr. Cheaterface. <laughs> His name gets more loud every time. <laughs> So the knife goes through, pierces the door. She awakens, screaming, telling Carter to make it stop. And then she runs out the door. And somehow the- Oh, but no vagina talk this nope, time. No, the fine vagina kid is just outside the door. It pops his what about head her, in. What about her ringtone? Uh, it, it, I think it goes off during everything. All right. Usually well. she wakes up and then it goes off almost immediately after. Oh, so no song then, Danielle. Darn. Oh, yeah. Sorry. She wakes up. She's screaming. It's your birthday. You don't have to answer the phone. <laughs> so she's screaming Make that. Got it. Stop! And then she runs out the door and fine vagina kid is like, hey, what's the... Oh, oh, hi. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like how his name is fine vagina kid because it sounds like he's like, yeah, that kid got a fine vagina. <laughs> know his name i don't know if he has one <laughs> i think he has uh, a name at the end of it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure you can find it in the credits, but I think Fine Vagina Kid's a better moniker. Yes. So she is losing it as she's walking across the quad. Everything is like a fishbowl effect. It's spinning. Like she's not she's not having a good morning. <laughs> yeah, think. And as she's walking across the, the quad, Carter comes up to her and touches her and the world kind of stops spinning. And he has all her stuff because she left all her everything behind. You know, she's just in like uh-huh. a big t-shirt. And she hugs him gratefully. And he's like, let's go to breakfast. <laughs> like, Ooh, Carter. Is he Big Stabberson, Danielle? You'll find out. I'm just going to ask you about everybody in this movie. That's fine. They're all suspects. That's the point of every horror movie, Sam. Of course. But is this going to be like, you know, the murder on the Orient Express where everyone's like team up to kill her because that would be amazing yes that's what's happening that would that would explain why there's a ghost face or a baby face killer in every room that would actually explain a lot it would all right i've solved it <laughs> so she tells him the story he seems totally willing to go with it props to carter I mean, because you know he totally wants more of what he got and the phone goes off with the birthday song Sure, you haven't tried. No, I was thinking the phone goes off the birthday song because it's a ringtone, and he's like, "It's symbolic. Whoever is killing you knows it's your birthday." And she points out, like, everybody knows it's my birthday. Apparently, there's a surprise party for me tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, that does not narrow the list of suspects. It does not. And also, it comes out during the conversation that Carter did not sleep with her last night. He just took her in because he didn't know where she lived, and he was a nice guy, and she was really oh, drunk. Oh, what a nice guy, oh, Carter. So she gives him a list of possible suspects, which is a lot of people, as you might realize, because she's not a great person. <laughs> so she's just like naming oh, all this no, guy no, I spit really. on and this and that person and the woman I got kicked out of this. And he suggests that since obviously they can't narrow the suspect list, that she just keeps dying until she figures out who is killing her. So she apparently has unlimited opportunities. Yeah, the universe, for some reason, decided to let this person, this awful, terrible person, have the magic power of not dying when murdered and getting to retry it until she gets it right. Use it. Exactly. I'm also going to guess that it's never explained why there's a time loop. No, I don't want to give anything away. (laughs) Okay, sure. So she puts together, so yes, that's what she's going to do. She puts together her own suspect list. And in a montage, uh, kind of a longer montage, not like not not the little short ones of her just dying over and over, but that gives you a little bit more plot. So uh, she montage, she checks out anybody she can think of, like the guy Tim. Yep. Who is likely gay because she catches him watching him watching some porn, and she gets. Now, why so upset about her not calling him back? Well, kind of get into it, but not really, because she and she gets murdered outside his window because I don't know the killer. The killer's knows. amazing. <laughs> like they should hire him to like find missing children in the woods because he can apparently find anyone the person he wants no matter where they are. Yeah, and then she next scene she's night visioning the the cheater doctor professor's How'd wife. How she night vision goggles? I don't know. She wouldn't got them, Sam. She has unlimited time. <laughs> yeah, but not like unlimited. Like where? Where? Like oh yes, we have an army navy surplus that has night vision goggles just down well, the maybe street. They do. I don't know where she okay. lives. I think I could get night vision goggles within you know thirty minutes. Yeah, but of you me. live in like a place where that'd be very common. To find. <laughs> she lives maybe that she does <laughs> okay sure so she gets night vision goggles and she uh decides to hunt down the cheater doctor professor's wife but as just as she's like seeing her walk away she gets murdered in the fountain in like a park fountain impressive this this murder is like anywhere anytime i'm ready to stab <laughs> yeah and she wakes up puking water so that's fun gross mm-hmm 
Also, how'd the water travel back in time with her? Oh, Sam, wait till we get into it. (laughs) Oh, am I going to hate this time loop, Danielle? (laughs) Maybe. It's about to get kind of (laughs) weird. Okay, I'm going to hate this time loop. I can tell. (laughs) Next on our list is Danielle, and she finds what appears to be that creepy card, remember, from earlier? Yep. Like the envelope that it was in. She finds it in a pile of Danielle's books and ends up tackling her, yelling that she'll kill her. But they end up both getting hit by a truck. But that doesn't establish Danielle's innocence. I know. And I'm like, every time I've watched this, maybe I should pay more attention. I'm wondering, was the truck like, was the killer in the truck? (laughs) But how would she know that? I don't know. And she was like, look, I can see him in the truck. All right, we're good. Yeah, it's really weird because she crosses Danielle off her list when she's alive again. Danielle very much is on the list. Yeah, it's still on the list. I would think she's still on the list. And also, it's weird because... When you think about it, she now has somebody else who got murdered who is now reliving their same day. Do they know that they're reliving their same day? Does Danielle know? Yeah, and again, unless we get into the how of this time loop, why is Tree – I forgot her name for a second because it's so (laughs) stupid. How, Sam? (laughs) Because it's Tree, Danielle. Why is Tree – the one magic person who has like the memory and the time loop thing happening. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's a mystery. Is but, it? But it is weird because Danielle is reliving. Well, they're all, everyone in the movie is reliving the day. She's <laughs> yes. just the only one who remembers it. That's the whole point. <laughs> so she does increasingly crazier things each day with absolutely no repercussions, as we were talking about earlier, Sam. Yeah. So obviously she's dying every day, but she also like cuts off all her hair and she dyes it and she walks out of the dorms naked and just like whatever comes Why? to mind because she wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. No, it'd be funny. I would love it if, like, at the peak of her eccentricity, the time was like, well, I guess we're done here, and just stops the time loop. And I always she doesn't worry get murdered. about that with time loops. I've thought about that a lot with Groundhog Day. Is like, what if it's the day that's just like terrible, or the yeah. one time you kill yourself, that's the time it sticks, or whatever. Yeah. Like, just or we maim yourself, or whatever. Like, there's just so many things that could go wrong. Ah, uh, I guess universe doesn't have as much of a sense of humor as we do. <laughs> So she hides out in the walkway where she saw the music box. That's the next little round of murder. And she baseball bats the person who comes into the walkway. But it turns out that it's just poor Becky from Chocolate Milk from earlier. So here's my question. And again, I think she has the right idea here. But if it was me, I would do the exact same plan. Like I would do the exact same day again. Mm -hmm. But lay a trap. Like, you know, oh, I know who's going to stab Kevin. Or whatever his name is. Tim. In the Pleasure Dome. Oh, Nick. Nick, whatever. Who cares? But you just get the one up on him because you know he's coming. Yeah, you turn around at the right moment. Like, oh, you're stabbing him. And then you like kick him in the nuts or something. Take well, his I mask think off. that was kind of the idea when she ended up going back to the walkway. Yeah, because so do was... it again. Like, don't just give up. A one... You bat Becky in the head once. Don't just give right, up. Right, just repeat the same pattern each time because you'd have better success of winning. Yeah, every you know what's happening. Instead of trying random things, just like try the same thing, you know, making those slight changes until you get it right. Yes. Well, she's trying to, like, rule out people, but your way would be more expedient because you just get the one up on the right. person and then pull their mask off. <laughs> yeah. Why rule out people when you know where the murderer is going to be and just figure out who they are? <laughs> Do not disagree. Okay. <laughs> also, if if Carter is so cool with this and she can convince him, why should she get him to help? Like, she can stake out, you know, maybe she gets murdered, but Carter could be uh, – but he wouldn't be able to tell her. Mm. All right. Whatever. Well, we'll see what happens in the near future. Yes, we will. So, a murderer. turns out that she kills Becky, and then she gets murdered by creepy baby face from behind, so, bummer. Yeah. It's neither Becky, nor uh, Danielle, supposedly, nor I still Tim. think Danielle's on the list. <laughs> I do, too. So, she wakes up again in the dorms, and she immediately is like, your plan totally sucks to Carter. 
I mean, it's not the right plan. The right plan is to find the killer and not rule out the suspects. Yeah, he's obviously very confused because he doesn't know what's going on yet. And as she's putting on her clothes, she gasps because her stomach is like, it suddenly has this like obviously painful sensation. She bends over. Is she bleeding? Well, and as fine vagina comes into the door, she passes out. Everything spins and she falls over. Why are you getting so quiet? I'm not. But you I'll are. Like, as she passes over, she gets so quiet. Okay, well, out. I wasn't trying to be Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll stick. I've sat back too. I should sit closer. I know better. <laughs> yeah, you so like faded out. Like, why she's why is she like getting all like intimate with her bleeding <laughs> on the floor with fine vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay, so she wakes up later that day in the hospital, and in her semi-lucid state, she sees creepy baby face stepping into the room. But psych, it's not. It's just Carter. Yeah, well, maybe we don't know whether he's creepy <laughs> face or not. The power flickers, and Cheater Doctor Professor appears behind Carter as if by magic, and he tells her that according to her, their imaging that they did while she was out, there are signs of major trauma all over her body. So wait, Cheater Doctor Professor, I'm using your wording this time just because <laughs> I want to make you feel comfortable, <laughs> is not only a at least part time faculty member, an adjunct at this college. But a full-time resident at this yeah, I hospital. Yeah, he's an actual doctor. He was at the hospital I mean, doing he'd be doctor an actual stuff. Doctor have like a research position there. No, he's like, be like a full-time attending. He's attending. Wow. He's a, yeah, he's an attending doctor. That and he's attending to the. That's like a conflict of interest here, Danielle. But like, nobody knows so that even... they're sleeping together. So yes, the best yeah, thing would be knows. him. It'd be him, like you know, not being on her case. But he's clearly not going to do that. He's sleeping with students. Oh, wow. This is this guy gets worse every time. Okay. Anyway, there are major signs of trauma all over her body, so technically she should be dead. So basically all her trauma from all her previous deaths is somehow carrying over, but not really? Yes. I got that. I'm, I'm saying that's stupid, Danielle. Why? Sam, I need you to explain it to me. You were my only hope. <laughs> I mean, I have no more idea why this loop is – I need to know why this loop is happening before I can try to BS my way to an explanation. <laughs> like, when, but we don't have a reason. <laughs> Do you ever get a reason for why this loop occurs? Not really. <laughs> then I cannot help you, Danielle. Okay. Well, maybe later. Um, this is, Dr. Tellus, this is very stupid. So technically she should be dead and she starts to panic and she's like, I've got to go. He's going to kill me. Like, I got to get out of here. And she tries to leave and Cheater Doctor is like, whoa, 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 you're safe. I won't let anything happen. Like, calm down. And she... I immediately calms down. It's like, great, can you get me some water? And as soon as he leaves, she sneaks out. No kidding. Also, maybe barricade yourself inside the hospital room. Maybe that'd be safer unless he somehow I, teleports in there too. Yeah, well, since the bedroom didn't work out. Yeah, but like, how? I mean, how would he already be like in there? I just feel like there's got to be a way for her to like, even if she didn't want to die, she could hunker down somewhere. She could leave the town. She could go drive somewhere. That's she could, what I'm getting like, There's at. like a million like this... things she could be doing that are not in this city. <laughs> right. And I, I get that, you know. I mean, I'm willing to give the movie a slight pass for how the killer could be up in her house if he, like, is following her around campus. But following her into a hospital where they have, like, security is much more challenging. Yes. Or, like... Unless he is the doctor or already somebody who is there, but... Right. Or she could have stayed in the dorm. Like, nobody really knew where she went last night. Yeah, like, exactly. No, like, what, is he going to stalk her there? Who knows? <laughs> Unless it's Carter. Yeah, exactly. So, like... Again, she does so little of the logical things that you could do to solve this problem. Absolutely. But she sneaks out of the hospital into his office that's there, and she's looking for his car keys. 
And she's digging through all his drawers, pulling them open. And as she opens one, she finds... She finds a baby face mask. She finds a baby face mask. Yeah, of course. All right. (laughs) She heads back out into the hallway. And she's moving very slowly through what appears to be an abandoned hospital. Because there's like, the lights are down. There's no staff. (laughs) I don't know. I've been in hospitals at night. I don't remember them being really dark. (laughs) They're not. That's a safety hazard. Also, they're never empty. It's not like, well... Six o'clock, time to close up the hospital. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I know, because you're trying to sleep in a hospital and you get, like, interrupted every hour on the hour by nurses, like, taking things. Anyway, there's one... <laughs> oh, poor Danielle. There's one night nurse that's in a, like, a chair at the nurse's station, and that's it, as far as I can tell. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've never seen a hospital quite that empty. Maybe it's a very small hospital. It is like the University Hospital, which I don't know if that's just the title or if it's actually somewhere on the campus. <laughs> so, okay, if it's a university research hospital, then it makes more sense that Professor Dr. Cheaterface is there. Sure, but he's still working as an actual doctor and they have patients right, coming but, in and out. I mean, unless he's running their medical school program or something, I guess it would make sense. Anyway, I'm thinking way too much about the administration of the school and it is irrelevant. You are. So she's wandering through the abandoned halls of the hospital, and she's startled by the appearance of Dr. McCheaty, McCheaterface. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> Dr. Whoa. McCheaterface. <laughs> he's like, whoa, only me, just me. But then creepy babyface pops up behind him, and she screams, and he's stabbed, and he's probably dead, I'd assume. <laughs> How? I mean, this movie is really, like, sloppy with its red herrings. <laughs> I mean, I knew it wasn't him, because obviously that'd be too obvious, but like- why would he have the mask to begin with? That's just such a lazy... I don't know. <laughs> misdirect. That's a great question. I've always wondered why he had a mask. Maybe because it's just the part of the... Maybe everybody has one. Do they give you one at orientation? Yeah, like, like- congratulations. <laughs> here's your mask. Your creepy baby face mask. So she runs to the parking lot. I guess she found the keys. And baby face is searching the levels for her. So you have like, he's up above and she's down below. And they're like trying to like, you know, find each other. She can see him, but he can't see her. So they're trying to find each other, but she's avoiding him. Yeah. So she pushes the button. <laughs> trying- saying, that sense to make sense. <laughs> you knew what I meant. She pushes the button <laughs> trying to find the car, but obviously it alerts creepy baby face and they race for it. And she gets there just in time as creepy baby face breaks the car window. Is that It'll easy be better to do? If she beeped the car and then ran the other way while he was like, oh, I'm at this car, but it's empty. Yeah, but she's trying to get to the car to get into it. Is yeah, it easy to escape. break car windows, Sam? Because baby face no. just like hits it and it breaks. <laughs> it's very difficult. That's why they make like devices you can keep in your right. car to break the window. <laughs> but you would think that apparently this is super simple. Well, maybe he has like one of those, like is a very pointy elbow or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he grabs hold of her and she ends up driving off, plays chicken with him. She wins and uh, makes well, it to the road. she's driving the car. Of course <laughs> yeah. she wins. She makes it to the road. And so finally, on the open road, she's like screaming in excitement. She's like, I did it! I did it! She like, come and get me now! No. But yes, that would make sense, but no. I'm thinking final destination rules here. Yeah. Where but- she has to die. <laughs> but poor little baby, a police officer pulls up behind her and turns on his lights and she's forced to pull over. That's not a problem, really. She'd be like, okay, good, to protection, maybe. Yeah. Well, you'll see what happens. So Let me she- guess. Ghost face baby shows up, stab and stab him. <laughs> so she tries to call the, tell the cop, like, I'm being chased by a murderer. He's going to kill me. And he's like, are you on any controlled substances or? <laughs> or uncontrolled substances. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Though she initially des- denies that she's on anything. She's like, suddenly is like, wait, will you put me in a jail cell if I answer yes to this question? He's like, that's, normal- thinking. that's normally how it goes. And she's like, yes, I'm on everything. Put me- take me to jail. <laughs> 
And so he puts her in cuffs and puts her into the back of a car. And as he steps back towards the driver's side, a car comes out of nowhere, mowing him down. It's creepy baby face. No kidding. <laughs> and she can't also, get... Also, how? I don't know. But she can't get out of the cop car because, you know, you can't get out of cop cars. <laughs> uh, that's how they... Yes, that, is, that is how they're designed? Yeah. Uh, yes. It's super bad news bears. And after doing a creepy stare down into the window, like, baby face walks up to the window and is like, hey, how's it going? Uh, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh, I'd be cool, like, hey, so I'm going to kill you now. I hope that's cool. Like, you know, I've been trying really hard and you gave me a slip there and somehow I teleported to the hospital. Don't worry about it. Yep. And he gets back into his own car and rolls down the window holding out a birthday candle. And you see the police car from, like, the outside perspective is clearly, like, hemorrhaging gas from when it got hit by the, the like, the cop got hit, the car no. got hit. No. Yes. And he lights it on fire and it explodes. <laughs> no. That's not how cars work or explosions or gasoline or anything. Well, that's how it works in the movie, Sam. <laughs> All right, then she wakes up like coughing black smoke. She wakes up in the dorm. She takes like 40 Tylenol, which Carter's like, oh, don't do that. Your liver's going to hate that. Yeah, and as she's leaving, she tells Fine Vagina as he comes in that if he continues to act that way to girls, he and his hand are going to have a very long relationship together. Oh, that's kind of sweet. And then... Oh, you're going to have a long relationship. How nice. Then she leaves and Carter's intrigued by her and he like follows after her and is like, hey, I can help you with whatever's going on. You keep saying it's a long story, but you know, I don't have anything to do today, so... It's getting longer every day. <laughs> he, he thinks that she's kind of messing with him when she finally, they do finally sit down and talk it out. But she points out all the things that are about to happen. She's like, sprinklers, that guy's about to faint, you know, like all the stuff. Just uh-huh. like Groundhog Day. Yeah, I gotcha. Yep. Classic. Yep. So they go to get food and the phone rings and it's her dad. It's her birthday. You don't have to answer the phone. It's your birthday. And she turns the phone answer over. Answer the phone. It's the one thing you haven't tried yet. <laughs> no, she refuses to answer. He's like, you're not going to get that. And she's like, well, I'm supposed to be at food, like at lunch with, with him. At and, food. At yeah, food. <laughs> I couldn't remember what meal of the day we were on. I eat now. Eat food time. <laughs> lunch, brunch. I think she's supposed to be at brunch with him. But she says she can't sit through another awkward dinner without her mom, who died three years ago, as he says, Sam. I, yeah, of course. So what you didn't know is that she and her mom shared the same birthday. And when she was a kid, they'd always do a trip to the beach together with her dad. And so she's obviously having a very hard time with, with her birthday. And she says, living the same day over and over, you start to get a really good sense of who you are. And she doesn't think her Do mom... you? Well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't think her mom would like who she is. And she's not a very... Because she's not a very good person. Which, you know, oh, you I'm, glad. I'm glad she's realizing this about herself. A little self-awareness never hurt. Yeah. Carter's like, you know, it's never too late to change. And if you're reliving the same day, each day is a chance to live it better. Okay. There, fortune cookie Carter. <laughs> So she admits that she doesn't actually think she has that many chances left because she's getting weaker every time she comes back and she thinks she's on borrowed time. So she thinks that somehow, even though she's restarting each day, it's like a finite amount of energy, like a day restart energy is coming out of her body and she'll eventually succumb to all her many injuries that haven't seemed to affect her so far. Yeah, like she references like a cat with nine lives kind of thing. This time loop is so (laughs) wishy-washy. It's the best part. So while they're at the diner, the news breaks in, as all 
like whatever's on the news is obviously important to the plot. Oh, every time. News <laughs> position. And one day I'm going to write a movie that just has a random news scene that has nothing to do with anything. You should have a movie that is nothing but news scenes. Like the, <laughs> like the actor's about to get started. Like everyone's like, we don't know what's going on. Then the news comes on. And then they watch it. And then they, okay, that wasn't relevant. Let's get back to our planning. And just nothing but them watching the news getting interrupted by news as irrelevant for the whole day. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. So <laughs> Love it. news breaks in that the, re- and the reporter is outside of the university hospital, university hospital, where suspected murderer John Toombs is being treated for a gunshot wound following a shootout that morning. As you might remember, there was a shootout that morning. I remember. Also, John Toombs, if this random nobody is the murderer. I'm not going to tell you that, Sam. Okay. I know you're not. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would be amazing. I love that. <laughs> Toombs is responsible for at least six murders of college-age girls. And she like yells to the restaurant. She's like, hey, turn it up. And she's staring at it. And she's like, oh my god, he's been here the whole time. It's him. And she runs to the hospital. Well, of course he's been here the whole time. He's been stabbing you. Uh, time has no meaning in this because she interrupts what appears to be the night nurse, even though it seemed to be day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Telling her. Are we back to the creepy, flickery hallways? No, it's just like a normal hallway. The lights are on this time. It's just like there's no staff except this one night nurse. This is a criminally understaffed <laughs> yeah, hospital. Like one I nurse. know we're having a staffing crisis in the healthcare field, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is 2017. They were better staffed then. So she interrupts the night nurse. She's like, call the police. Tombs is about to escape. And the police officer goes inside of the room and she's like don't go in there and she runs up the hallway she breaks security glass where there's the axe for the fire Uh and she steals the axe from there and heads towards the room there's already blood on the door okay so many questions we'll get to them i'm sure (laughs) but the room is somehow empty except behind her there's baby face So it wasn't Tombs. Of course it wasn't Tombs. It has to be someone who knows her. Tombs isn't there. We don't know if it's Tombs or not yet. Okay. So the cop is dead on the floor and Babyface holds up the gun, which I assume he got from the cop, and shoots at her. And she screams and leaves the room, running straight into the nurse that's like coming back up the hallway. And she's like, he has a gun! And I would assume she heard the first two shots. You would have to. It's a gun. Yeah, but the nurse just keeps heading to the room. Like, she didn't hear them, and she's promptly shot. And I'm like, Whoa. She just ignores the whole, he has a gun thing? Yeah, like, he, there's two shots. She runs out of the room. She's like, he has a gun. And she just keeps marching up the hallway. <laughs> like, Morons. lady nurse, yeah, kind of like. <laughs> she's a robot. I got it. <laughs> she she definitely didn't make good decisions. All right, so robot nurse is shot. Yeah, she's dead on the ground. Tree makes it to the elevators, and Babyface comes up next. He pulls off his mask, and it's John Toombs. Who is John Toombs? Who is this person? The murderer. (laughs) I got it, but who the heck? Why do we care about this person? How does he relate to her? Why is he doing this? He's a serial killer. I don't know, Sam. Well, I'll give you what information I have coming up, but I don't don't know if I can answer all your questions. (laughs) I am very disappointed in this movie if, like, again, the random serial killer with no link to her has been orchestrating these elaborate killings against her. You just said you would love that. (laughs) I mean... I would love it in the sense that it would be infuriating to anyone who actually cares about this movie. (laughs) So John Toombs, before he can shoot, Carter runs down the hall, tackling him, the gun sliding down the hallway. How did he get a baby face mask? Who, John Toombs? Yeah. Well, maybe get into that. That might actually have an answer. You don't know that, Sam. That might actually have an answer. All right, fine. So Carter drops him down, the gun rattles down the hallway, Tree picks it up and tries to shoot him, but it jams or it's out of bullets, unclear what's That's going on in the situation. Guns work that way, yeah. And Toombs grins and breaks Carter's neck. All right. Oh no, poor Carter. I mean, whatever, it's a loop, it's fine. <laughs> 
Well, she, she's trying to kill him. She drops the gun and runs for it. And they have it out in a what appears to be a dark construction hallway in the, in the hospital. Oh, in the hospital. Oh. <laughs> this movie doesn't give it. It's like, hey, that's a cool set piece. Why is it in the hospital? <laughs> Don't ask questions. It's great. And Tree gets the jump on him as she's about to. And she has like, there's a crowbar because they're like in construction site. So she finally gets the jump on him He's as she's about to crowbar him to death, which she picks up and he's on the ground and she's going to like hit him in the head and kill him. She realizes that with Carter dead, he won't restart the day. Why? Because if she kills the murderer. Oh, right. Yes, The of course. loop won't restart. So Carter's dead. So. Right. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. You should like accept the loop so that Carter will come back. All right. All right. I have that backwards. So okay. she drops the crowbar and heads up the stairs. And like jumps off the roof or something. Yeah. Actually, he climbs up after and for dramatic purposes, she hangs herself from the clock tower. Don't ask me where the rope came from. I can't tell you. <laughs> That's so much harder than just like jumping, <laughs> jumping off the clock off tower. It. <laughs> That's like so much more work and such a more painful way to go. Well, it's dramatic. The clock tower is all like in the background and she has the loop around her neck. She's like, suck it. Sure. All right. You don't see her do it. It's just obviously what happens. She wakes up and she hugs Carter and she's happy to see him. And she asks to borrow his pillow and heads out, deciding to start a new life, I guess. As a as a vagabond with a pillow? <laughs> yeah, so she signs the petition. She tells the people the sprinklers are about to go off. She's doing the Groundhog she's Day thing. She's like, I'm going to do the day right. <laughs> she sets the pillow down for the 99 beers guy who passes out so that he falls on a pillow. She tells Tim that he doesn't have to fake it with her. He can go out and find himself a fine piece of man. Love is love. Go live your life. <laughs> I don't appreciate her sudden reversal here. <laughs> I know it is. Like, it, it is way more abrupt than in Groundhog Day where you see him actually, like, learn about how terrible he is. Yeah, I don't think it feels overly abrupt in the movie, but it's definitely not as arced as Groundhog Day is yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. All right, all right, all right. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. She waves to the headphone girl on her way back to the sorority, who she'd never waved to before. Uh, she heads off Danielle and then tells Lori, the, uh, the roommate, that she knows she's the worst roommate. She's always just been so selfish and too selfish to appreciate her. And she wants to start over and also hear all about her mystery guy. Who is her mystery guy? Is it John Toombs? We don't find out yet. So cut to the science class that she is perpetually late for. And she pops her head in and tells the uh, cheater professor, Dr. McFace. And she's like, hey, we need to talk. Come here. Interrupting class. <laughs> I'm sure that would not be suspicious. So in the hallway, she breaks up with him, telling him she can't change what she's done, but is going to be a better person starting today. And if he can't be faithful to his wife, then he should have the balls to leave her, which is true. I mean, all true. But again, I'm glad she I'm glad she's accepted responsibility, at least. Absolutely. And she's dropped his class. So peace out, Girl Scout. Clean, <laughs> okay. clean break. <laughs> so Maybe she, report him to the, to, the, to the campus. That would be good, to, too. To the faculty or something. She didn't want to get into that. She arrives at yeah, the well. sorority lunch with a giant plate of fries, trying to take the pressure off of Becky. Remember? Chocolate milk Becky with her carbs. I remember. They shamed her for her food choices. <laughs> and when that doesn't work, she takes Becky's chocolate milk and pours it over Danielle's head for being mean to Becky. Danielle, why are you so mean to Becky? Stop it, Danielle. <laughs> Everyone laughs. Carter shows up with her bracelet and she kisses him and asks him on a date later. And he's charmed by this random stranger he's literally spent 10 seconds with. And he's like, yes. I would love to go on a date with you. A date is not getting married. It's not, but like her, his, in this rendition, her his interaction is literally like her waking up, leaving, and now seeing her again with the bracelet. <laughs> Maybe he's intrigued by her assertiveness. He is. So cut to an outdoor restaurant. It's an, there's an older man waiting at one of the tables. It's clearly her dad. 
And as he's about to leave, she shows up and apologizes for being late. And she's okay. decided to have a heart to heart with her dad about how obviously the day is really hard for her and how she thought that avoiding him or avoiding thinking about her mom would solve the problem. And obviously it doesn't. It just makes it so much worse. It makes them both miserable. And so she's sorry that she's hurt him and she wants do-overs. Yep. Good. So far, so good. Good. That'll solve all her problems. Oh, yeah. Apparently this will also prevent her from being murdered. Uh, Yeah. Cut to her sheathing a knife and pulling her hair back. Kind of a classic Buffy look, I would say. She's going to go hunt some vampires. <laughs> she's doing the classic you know suit up montage thing absolutely and she heads to the hospital and sneaks up on the cop holding the knife to his neck and she steals his gun so her plan is to kill john tombs here but for some of this to work he would have had to escape way earlier to set up all his elaborate machinations yep that's true we'll get to it okay and he has an accomplice i'm guessing it's her roommate maybe we'll find out so she tells him Toombs is going to escape and he needs to go get help. And the cop runs off, assumedly, to do so. I don't think he's really going to get help because he thinks Toombs is going to escape. I think he's going to go get help because she's holding a knife to him. <laughs> I mean, either way. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he have a radio? He can just say, something. hey, can we call for backup? <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. But no, he runs off. <laughs> Great. Good choices. Toombs seems to be secured to his bed and she... She walks into the room and she's like, I know you're not asleep. And he opens his eyes. And as he does, she immediately tries to shoot him. But it won't work. The gun won't work. Why? Why does a gun never work? <laughs> because he grins and he says, safety's on, little girl. And he kicks the gun out of her hand and rushes her, the gun sliding away across the room. I thought he was tied to the bed. No, it looked like he was. He wasn't. He's managed to escape. She got there too late. Of course. He's All right. already escaped. She wasted so much. She should have gone there first thing in the morning. <laughs> I know. I don't know. She had to have the breakfast with... No, time has no meaning in this movie, Sam. <laughs> Apparently so. The fight spills out into the hallway. Again, completely empty hallway. And she's slammed into a wall, breaking the emergency glass with the axe. He laughs and approaches her, telling her to take it easy. It won't hurt much, etc. As she's like crawling through the broken glass, trying to get up. And then suddenly the alarm on her watch goes off. And he kind of looks at it, puzzled. Like, what the heck? And she said... Why would that stop him? She suddenly <laughs> grins... And the lights go out because it's the rolling blackout. It's 923. Oh, the blackout timing. Right. Okay. Sure. When they come back on, she's behind him with the gun. And she's like, safety's off. Thanks for the tip. And then she shoots him. Why didn't you just shoot him without the quip? Because it's a movie, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dumb question is that? <laughs> uh, I'm fighting for my life. So I'm going to... Uh, how'd she even get behind him? Does she have her night vision goggles still? I don't know, Sam. It's just, you know, the three seconds that it goes dark. <laughs> She manages to get up from being incapacitated on the floor, find the gun in the dark, and put it to his back, and no. <laughs> I don't think she was actually incapacitated. I think she was probably kidding. Or like, because right. she knew it was about to go, but the power was about to go out. Fine. So she shoots him. He dies. John Toombs is dead. Do -do -do. And then Lori shows up. She's, no. So she's back in the room with Carter. She's got her cupcake in hand. Oh, wait. So the police officer she assaulted is just like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, apparently. She lights the candle and he asks her what she's going to wish for. Carter does. And she's like, I'm wishing for tomorrow. And then blows out the candle. So the clock tower chimes and she wakes up in the dorm. <laughs> her phone goes off <laughs> as Carter introduces himself. And she is very angry. <laughs> 
Reasonably so. <laughs> yeah. She's like yelling that she killed him and she doesn't understand and she rushes off and she runs home and she's packing up all of her clothes. I, I assume maybe she's thinking maybe I should get out of here or something. Finally. Yeah. I don't know. Another plan. Something different. And Lori is like, whoa, whoa, chill there, honey. Like, you need to calm down here. Like, I baked you a cupcake for your birthday. Why don't you, like, take it easy? Let's let's talk this out. And Tree is like, thanks, but I already ate it last night. And then she stops and she turns to stare at Lori. It was a poisoned, is poisoned. And she's like, oh my God, I died in my sleep. And we have flashbacks, realizing she's never eaten the cupcake before. As you know, she threw it away. She put it yeah, on the I counter. Yeah, I got it. No, it's poisoned, Dana. I put it together. Okay, I'm I was a, telling, I was letting our listeners know maybe they hadn't, <laughs> Sam, just because you were ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I just told them. <laughs> And she tells Lori, she's like, I never ate this cupcake. And because I didn't eat it, you had to find another way. And Toombs fell right in your lap at the hospital. He was the perfect scapegoat. And you'd probably drugged him or something. And then you framed him. And you see a scene of him, like her, like putting the baby face mask on him or near him or whatever. Whoa. All right. <sighs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't say it did. <laughs> the one time that, again, the one time that she actually figures out who the killer is, is when she's literally struggling with tombs in the room and the mask comes off and it's his face, right? Well, he takes the masks off when he's at the yeah. elevator. So that's the only time that she sees who's wearing the mask. Yes. So she assumed it was him. But he wouldn't have to have been drugged then. I don't know what that means, Sam. What I mean, like if the only way that Lori got him to put the mask on is by drugging no, him. No, I know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the drugging has to do with anything. My point is... <laughs> This makes no sense. Maybe she drugged him so she could like help him escape and then unhooked his things and then gave him the stuff so it looked like he was the murderer. I don't know, Sam. (laughs) But suffice to say, supposedly Lori framed him. Yeah, no, I'm not buying any of that. (laughs) Also, if Lori was trying to kill her with the cupcake, right? Mm -hmm. Why would she then have, oh, she didn't eat the cupcake, time to set up the music box. Don't you love that? Now that you know? No, it doesn't make no no sense. sense. None of them (laughs) make sense. Like, how is she... Anywhere else, if she's like, okay, the cupcake didn't work. Now I have to stalk her for the rest of the day. I guess I'm not going to my job, even though I was at my job in one of the scenes earlier. Like, I guess I'm going to stalk her with a music, magic music box. I'm now in the bedroom somehow. <laughs> after her leaving for the party, after she saw me leave, I climbed back through the window or something. Yeah, it's wild. After it was already nailed closed. Yeah, she's supposedly at work. Maybe she didn't go to work. Maybe she just hid. This I movie assume. seems like it's... It wants to have a twist more than it wants to make sense. <laughs> so Lori is like, what? No, I didn't do anything. Liz. What are you talking about? Like, so shut eat up. the cupcake, Lori. <laughs> and Tree blows out the candle of the cupcake and she's like, eat it yourself then if it's not poisoned. Like, prove it. If you eat this cupcake, I'll believe you. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And Lori's like, no. <laughs> and Tree's like, great, I'm going to take this to the police and get it analyzed. And then what are you going to do about it? They'll know what's in the cupcake. Because that's how that works, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, also, like, tell your murderer what you're about to do. Instead of just like, okay, I'll eat it later, thanks. (laughs) So Lori suddenly, like, jumps on her, grabs her hair, and throws her into the wall, locking the door to the bedroom. And Tree's like, what are you even doing? I know I'm not a great roommate, but how is this, like, proportional to not being a good roommate? What did I do? That's fair. (laughs) And Lori is like, maybe it was because you wouldn't stop sleeping with him. The other person, obviously the professor is sleeping with a lot of students, which is why she should have reported him to the faculty. I I agree. However, at least in this, she didn't. (laughs) 
So, yeah, Laurie's secret guy is Cheater McDoctorface. Of course. Obviously, then she's jealous. Yeah, because Cheater McDoctorface kept choosing Tree and never choosing her. And a girl fight ensues. Oh, no. Okay, sure. I mean, it's hard to tell. It's hard to care when the movie is so blasé about anything making sense. That's like, <laughs> no, no, I think it probably makes slightly more sense if you were watching it, but not that much. <laughs> No, we'll get into it, I'm sure. Go on. <laughs> so as the girl fight is happening, they're like, you know, pulling each other's hair and fighting and scratching. And Danielle interrupts. She's at the door. She's like, what is the noise? And she's like, oh, Tree just fell. She's fine. And while Lori is occupied trying to, like, explain away the noises, Tree punches her in the throat and shoves the cupcake into her mouth. Excellent. You know? And then she jumps up onto this little, like, uh, it's like a chandelier, like a little mini one that's hanging from the ceiling. And she- Okay. <laughs> And she grabs hold of it and she kicks, like she swings and she kicks Lori. She's like a, an Errol Flynn <laughs> yeah. swing on the chandelier. <laughs> she kicks Lori out the open window in the dorm or in the sorority room. So at this point, the police have, what, what's happened so far is Tree has shoved a cupcake into her roommate's mouth and kicked her out a window. Like, she has no evidence. Absolutely. That... I have a whole rant at my, uh, like, two seconds about the evidence, lack okay. of evidence. <laughs> And, like, so she's clearly, like, going to be arrested for murder. Absolutely. For manslaughter, yeah. This movie plays loosey-goosey with the laws. Plays loosey-goosey with anything making sense in a, in a universe <laughs> where we have cause and effect. Yeah, Lori falls to her death, splashing to the ground in front of Headphone Girl, who's like, ah! <laughs> well, there's some trauma. <laughs> I know. And somehow, as you just said, everybody believes Lori is the villain. There's like a news thing later. They're interviewing Danielle and they're like, I always knew Lori was up to something. She just wasn't, just you know. to that with no explanation? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't see any of the police stuff. <laughs> and as you said, there cannot possibly be evidence that proves Lori did anything. I mean, even if she had poison in the dorm room or in their shared space in the sorority house, like, that's her room too. That's Tree's room too. There's no evidence that it specifically belonged to Lori, that Lori poisoned the cupcake. Yeah, and even if somebody was like, oh, I saw Lori cooking cupcakes, there's you would have no way of proving that she didn't add poison to it, the frosting later or something like that and give it to Lori. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just literally no evidence proving that Tree is not a murderer. <laughs> And you know, that's despite the fact that apparently Lori is a magical being that can, <laughs> you know, take her well-crafted plan to poison a cupcake, and when that falls through, immediately come up with an amazing other plan involving music boxes and hiding <laughs> in the bedrooms of boys she's sleeping with and chasing her down in a car at the hospital while also working her job. Yeah. This movie's very lazy when it comes to actually <laughs> explaining itself. Like, I, I think it had a lot of clever twist ideas. But it puts no effort into actually making them feasible, which is a shame because half the fun of a good twist is like, oh, see how it all makes sense now. Yeah, none of that happens. So Carter, (laughs) Carter and Tree are watching the news. Carter offers her space in his door while her room is processed as a crime scene. And Carter is like, you know what your life reminds me of? That movie Groundhog Day. And she's like, no kidding. She's like, I haven't seen that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, the movie with Bill Murray. She's like who (laughs) and he's like super shocked obviously as the camera pans out and then cutscene tree awakens in the dorm and carter is like hey you're up i don't know if you remember me my name's carter and her phone goes off the birthday song and she panics and then he starts to laugh and he's like just kidding just kidding it's tuesday the 19th you made it (laughs) what a jerk the end (laughs) well that was a very interesting movie with a very disappointing explanation 
it's real good, Sam. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Such a good movie. I just wish it tried a little harder to make its twist actually fun instead of just like, ah, we gotcha. This doesn't make any sense, but don't think about that. Yep. If only. It would be a really good movie if the twist actually was a twist rather than just some tacked on random nonsense. Yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe Happy Death Day 2 explains more. No, it doesn't, Daniel. I know it doesn't. <laughs> Good times. I highly recommend to watch. I know it's nonsensical, but it's fun. It sounds like a really fun movie. I just, I'm so disappointed that like it puts all this effort into setting up this mystery, and then it's just like, oh, doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense anyway. Poison cupcake. Well, I mean that's fine. The poison cupcake's a cool idea, but like the whole glory thing, and then I like, I just, I can't understand how she manages to get around. That's as with all horror movies, (laughs) like every horror movie is like that. Anytime you have like a serial killer slasher, it'd be much more interesting if like Lori's cupcake plan failed, and you had to see her like the the killer scrambling with all these sort of half-ass plans that somehow kept working, but were clearly like, oh, this is very ad hoc. This killer is not on top of their game right now. Yeah. be an interesting movie. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's because she's trying to scramble to come up with a plan that didn't work. That would make more sense. Yeah. And the whole, like, tombs misdirect, like, why is it even in the movie? I don't know, Sam. And yet, it's so enjoyable. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like it's a ton of fun, but then it doesn't stick the landing of having that be a satisfying twist, because it's not satisfying if it doesn't actually, like, answer any of the questions. Yeah, I think it had a lot going on, and then it couldn't figure out how to resolve all the loops. That's what I'm getting at. But it sounds like it's still fun, so, you know, hey- who cares, it's right? It's a win. Totally worth watching three times. <laughs> or more. Maybe you'll figure it out in the fourth <laughs> watch, Danielle. I, I probably will watch this movie again at some point in the future. If you watch it, maybe it'll make more sense. It won't. Maybe you'll miss something or like catch something that I missed. Look, we all know the true ending of this movie is Tree going to prison for the murder of Lori. <laughs> that is totally what happens. Hell, even the first time I watched the movie, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no proof. Like, all the proof is in past reincarnations of her life. It's not in this current rendition. <laughs> And even in the, like, there's no, there's no proof even in her past reincarnations. All her proof apparently points to John Toombs. That's true. And maybe they find a diary that's like, dear diary, I'm going, I'm going to, to murder. <laughs> also, though, there's no, you'd have to, like, how do you know that's a real diary entry, not like something cooked up by a tree? I don't know. Nonsense. It is. It's wild. Well, if you want to help fund our investigation to Tree, the true murderer in this movie, because only one person is dead in this movie, and it's not Tree. I thought we were going to do baby face masks for murderers. We did that already, Danielle. We got a new plan. <laughs> Two and one. What a day. We're going to do, do a true crime investigative podcast into Tree. <laughs> so if you want to fund that project, you can contact us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet Instagram or Facebook us at bookretorts. And to fund our investigative journalism, which we have no qualifications for, <laughs> you can do so at patreon.com slash bookretorts. Yay! Patreon! That was my spook retorts rendition. It doesn't sound very spooky. That sounds spooky to me. You sounded like you were cheering. Patreon! Okay, that's better. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us for another spook retorts. I I don't know how spooky this one was, but it was definitely. It's because you didn't see the mask. I'm going to send you the mask. Okay, the mask, legitimately terrifying. I'll give you that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to fight a picture for you. Everyone out there, instead of donating to our Patreon, if you want to send Danielle just boxes and boxes of the baby face mask for this movie, that would be amazing. Please do so. Oh, please do not do so. That is terrifying. Yeah. Spookiest Halloween ever. Baby face masks in the mail. 
Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Love it. Perfect idea. We're going to do it. All right. Well, uh, until you receive all those packages in the mail, you can join us next time for more Spooky Hyperion, probably. <laughs> Yay, Yay, Hyperion! Yay, Hyperion! Uh, until then, bye. Bye. Take care, everybody. I mean, we're almost to the end of the movie, right? Um, right? <laughs> sort of. Danielle, why? <laughs> well, you interrupted a lot. I, know, I interrupted like more than normal. Are you ready?